drive of the air. To the end zone, and it's caught. Ruckert hangs on for another Buckeye touchdown. Looking for another touchdown pass here. My goodness, wide open in the back of the end zone is Ruckert, his second touchdown. And the fourth thrown by Stroud today in his 22nd on the season. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. My name is Nick. This is the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Ohio State takes it to Indiana 54-7. And as you heard on the call, great to see the big man, tight end Jeremy Ruckert, get a couple touchdowns. He had five catches, 47 yards to go along with those two touchdowns. And really, C.J. Stroud, again, what can you say? He was 21 for 28, 266 yards, four touchdowns, and most importantly, no interceptions. Just, again, another phenomenal performance by C.J. Stroud. Right now, C.J. Stroud is looking really, really good. I think right now he's probably playing at the highest level as any of the elite top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, For the local listeners, most of you probably saw this, uh, but for those of you that aren't local, the local ABC channel, they have their pre- and post-game Ohio State show. And after the game, one of their personalities, former Ohio State defensive lineman Jay Richardson, He said after the game, A++ across the board. There's really nothing you can find and complain as far as the offense, and I 100% agree with him on that. Maybe you could say Garrett Wilson had that wide open drop on the second down slant route, but then the very next play on third and long, you saw why I think he is one of the top wide receivers in the country, and CJ knows all he has to do is put it up in a spot where only Garrett can make a play on the ball, and more often than not, Garrett's going to make that play, and that's exactly what he did, and last episode, I had talked about his insane ball skills, and that play right there was a prime example of his ball skills and what he can do. You just throw it up. He's going to make a play on the ball. Garrett Wilson had five catches for 59 yards. Jackson Smith in Jigba had six catches for 99 yards. He continues to show why he's not just the third wheel in this trio of receivers. He, too, is a big-time playmaker. Chris Olave only had two catches, but for 24 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Trey Henderson, nine rushes, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Also had a catch for 14 yards and a touchdown. The offensive line looks really, really good right now. And really, these guys just defy logic. Guys that big are not supposed to be that quick and athletic. It, it's really not right. I've never seen anything like it. Those are some big guys that can actually move and had some, have some above-average athleticism to them. It's great to see Myon Williams back in the game. I do think he's the second-best running back on this team. He had eight touches for 60 yards and a touchdown. The offense, once again, put up 500 Yards. They had 539 total yards, no turnovers. The offense at this point really is stupid, ridiculous good. The defense, after giving up a touchdown on the opening drive, I thought they did what they were going to do this game. They completely shut Indiana down. They had five sacks. Great pressure all game from the defensive line. Uh, They didn't have any turnovers, but again, as long as the offense isn't turning the ball over, that's not too big of a concern. Penn State, next Saturday, it's another primetime 7.30 game on ABC. It looks like right now the opening line is Ohio State is favored by 17.5. That's that's pretty big, actually. I thought it was going to be, you know, around the, the 10 mark or something like that. Uh, Penn State did lose to Illinois last week, and now what I think is the dumbest overtime in all of sports. They said it was a nine-overtime game, but it really wasn't if you 
kind of break it down. So the new overtime rule is after two overtimes, it's you have to go for two. So basically you get one opportunity to go for two. And then if you don't get it, the other team gets an opportunity to go for two. And if they don't make it, well, that's one overtime off the overtime two. Penn State and Illinois did a whole bunch of back and forth of that because both their offenses are just is just hot garbage. And it, it really was hard to watch. And I, I think this new overtime rule is basically what happens when you have non-football people making football decisions. Uh, but either way, Penn State lost the game. They now have two losses, two in a row, actually. Uh, I, and again, I don't think it affects Ohio State's playoff chances at all or the playoff picture at all. On paper, it just takes away from this game as far as you could say that, well, Ohio State beat a top-10 team. At the end of the day, Penn State will probably still be a top-25 team. So I don't think it has any effect on Ohio State whatsoever. And Ohio State will be wearing an all-scarlet uniform this Saturday night. It's basically the normal unis with scarlet pants instead of gray. Uh, Scarlet socks, all the accessories, gloves, wristbands, all that, they'll be scarlet. It seems to be a generational divide amongst Buckeye Nation as far as who likes the alternate uniforms. Seems like younger people seem to lean more on, on liking them and think they're neat and cool, and it's the older crowd seem to mostly hate them. Uh, let me know your thoughts. You can go to the show's website, the Buckeye Sports Blitz at podbean.com. You can click on the contact info. Let me know if you like them. Let me know why you do or do not like the new uniforms. Um, it's pretty easy. You can look up what they're wearing. It's like a scarlet out, I believe, is what they're calling them. It's pretty easy to look it up on Google or whatever. Go ahead, look those up. Shoot me an email. Let me know what your thoughts are. Make sure you tune back in on Friday. Be safe, Buckeye Nation. Go Bucks. Ryan Day, the Ohio State head coach, getting his team fired up pregame. And boy, did they respond. An unbelievable first half offensively. They're on pace for 100 points and 1,000 yards.